boys. We're not quitting. You're listening to the F That Noise podcast featuring Pete Melia. But we're talking about shit here. Jamie Klein. No one wants to smell your dirty fucking shit. Mike Burdick. Feel like I'm in group. Steve Taylor. Is he getting his balls slapped by some other dude? And Keith Greve. You get a fucking sausage. <laughs> Episode 46, ladies and gentlemen, and let me just tell you, I make no promises about this episode. I make <laughs> no fucking promises about this episode. Um, yeah, so hello, folks. Welcome to episode 46. Of that's F- that's F- encouraging noise. way to start. Well, you know what? I just, <laughs> I just I feel like it's better to just get all of the risk out of the way and just let everybody know exactly where we all stand. Because you know, technology is a technology is a wonderful thing. Thank you, Steve. Technology is a wonderful thing. It lets everybody communicate, and we have group chats. Except for the fact where somebody floats a topic for the podcast, and every a couple people seem to agree. Nobody airs any uh, um, objections, and then right when you're setting up to broadcast the goddamn podcast live. All of a sudden, everyone's got fucking objections. So we'll see Ooh, what happens here. I blame Tina Show. It wasn't my topic, so I, I, I don't have a, I don't have a horse in the race here. I just like some level. Some no, you don't have a horse in the race at all. I don't. I don't. <laughs> God, God damn it. Oh boy. So welcome, folks. We are broadcasting live on Facebook, like we usually do. Um. You uh, facebook.com slash f that noise. Uh, also uh, embedded in our website, f that noise pod.com. Just click on f that TV. And while you're there, why don't you click on the swag tab and support the support the effort here? Um, yeah, that's it. That's my pitch. Um, a good pitch. Yeah, it's a good pitch. Good, good, good pitch. So if you're watching the live stream from the upper left, we have Mike Burdick going clockwise, Steve Taylor. Hi, fuck. Pete Melia. <laughs> He's got nothing. Okay. <laughs> He's got nothing. <laughs> and uh, Jamie Klein. <laughs> I am no one's father. Okay. And yes. <laughs> so <laughs> continuing <laughs> on the theme of every time we record an episode, somebody <laughs> dies. Um, R.I.P. Rest in peace, David Prowse, uh, the man behind the mask of Darth Vader that never really got all of the accolades. And uh, Jamie, you shared a little article about how much George Lucas is a dick. In fact, those were your words in the te- yeah. in the text conversation. How do you really feel? Uh, he was he was Lucas is a jag off. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> the whole thing was he blamed David Prowse for spilling the beans on The Empire Strikes Back, that David Prowse supposedly said that, oh, I'm going to be Luke's dad. That's not true. Uh, David Prowse said, I never said that. You can't find an article where he did say that. And so I guess George Lucas <coughs> kind of gave, gave him the shaft in Jedi. So that's why when um, you know you take his mask off, it's, uh, it's not uh, David Prowse. And uh, also, there's other things where they he they banned him from s- certain uh, Star Wars conventions, and 
and so forth. Just Lucas is just a, is a fucking prick. Um, but yeah. And also David Prowse was in a lot of Hammer films from the early 70s. He did the horror Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein the Monster from Hell. He also had a small part in Clockwork Orange. Um, so he was he was a good actor. Good, Mike, good lo- Mike loves Clockwork Orange. Yeah, but you know if you, if you didn't trunk him, if you didn't, if Lucas didn't trunk him, you wouldn't have ever had James Earl Jones in that part. You know. I mean, well, sure. Let's like just, if they would have just let him have his voice and let his country whatever accent the way they described it in the article, then you never would have James Earl Jones' awesome voice in that part, and that's a pretty good negative about being Trump. So let me just be clear where we stand with this whole George Lucas is a dick thing. Are we saying yeah. that James Earl Jones shouldn't have been the voice of Darth Vader? No, I never said that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to poke. But that's hair. but that's part of him trunking Prowse. Because Prowse originally voiced that part. Well, that's what started where Prowse was a little upset, but the main thing was Empire Strikes Back. That's when Lucas really fucked him over. Because supposedly... You mean Jedi? Well, no, it was Empire where he found out that he he supposedly said, oh, Prowse is the one that spilled the beans and announced that he was... You right there? Okay. (laughs) It's all the cocaine. It's all like Tina Shaw over here. Um... She <laughs> did some coke off her tits. So, so oh, oh God! Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, smoke did it off. You can't see the whole room. But, um, yeah, but Get it was down. Jedi. He got fucked over. There must have been something before that, though, because uh, after the original Star Wars gave all the actors points, except for him. So that was before mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back. So they they he had given him points. And he made all those people rich. Just on the points from uh, New Hope, so there must yeah, have been something. That, I don't know. Yeah, there might. Yeah. Have been See, I'm wondering if he just didn't consider him like one of the actors, seeing as you didn't see his face and you ended up not hearing his voice at all. He was just like Kane Hodder playing Jason in the Friday the Thirteenth movies. He was just a body filling a suit. You well, know what I mean? I wonder. If, I wonder if that's how Lucas Baker, saw him after that. But why didn't Kenny Baker have that experience? Or, or because Kennedy. when you jam a midget in a garbage can, he can get whatever the fuck he wants. Mm. <laughs> this is I love seeing the videos of him like in the desert when they were filming it. And it looked like he was just cooking in a little oven. Oh, that would have been awful. Well, like, Dude, I can't even imagine what that must have smelled like. So, so here's the thing. We were talking about this the other day. And my wife didn't realize that there was a human being inside R2-D2. So I had to... Uh, Google the the YouTube clip of them shoving him in there and the stories. And he was telling stories about how everyone used to go to lunch and leave him in there and forget about him. <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> so terrible. So horrible. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Yeah, but he's in time bandits. He has nothing to complain about. Well, and then he, he is. Right he is. And, then he had, and then he told a story about he was combing his hair and there were scabs in his scalp from the the metal rods in the in the head. So... They had, to put oh a, they had to put a layer of foam rubber in the next day after you realized that's what it was from. And I'm just like, if my scalp's being torn, I'm feeling it. You know what I mean? There's, there's no there's no yeah. mis- there's no mystery when I comb my hair. And I'm like, whoa, where did these come from? I must have been bitten by a flea or something. <laughs> no, I'm, I know there's metal fucking rods scraping on my scalp, but that's just me. I guess. Yep. I guess. All right. So we're... Uh, a little delayed start here, but we start every episode with a drive of the week. If you don't know what a drive is, it's a line from a movie or a TV show. That was just a preamble there. Said with exceptional velocity and volume, and this segment belongs to Jamie Klein. All right. 
ladies and gentlemen, and Kevin Buholtz. What we have here is a uh, one of the uh, funniest goddamn movies ever made. It is the classic Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein. And uh, Gene Wilder, I, I watched recently, I think I've seen uh, The Woman in Red. And that, that movie is so fucking funny to me. Every time I watch it, I find more and more things to laugh at. Gene Wilder was just a comic genius, this guy. I mean, he's in my, my favorite movie. One of, one of my favorite comedies in the top five is Blazing Saddles. It's the funniest fucking movie ever. Right? It's so goddamn funny. It doesn't strike me as a movie you'd like. Right? Yeah, you think I'd like the 12 chairs or something. But, um, yeah, Young Frankenstein is right up there. It is a classic and some pretty damn funny stuff in it. Um, and here's a drive by the great Gene Wilder. To teach you, I'm going to show you how to walk, how to speak, how to move, how to think. Together, you and I are going to make the greatest single contribution to science since the creation of fire. Dr. Frankenstein, are you all right? My name is... Frankenstein! My name <laughs> is Frankenstein! My name is Frankenstein! You watch Peter Boyle read. My name <laughs> is Frankenstein! Kids, if you go watch this, we'll go rent uh, Young Frankenstein. The man playing the monster is uh, Ray Romano's dad, and uh, so everybody loves Raymond. So just wrap your. Brain I think even that's now. out of date now. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, not even, yeah, kids. kids He's know. also in drug orgies and Joe. Well, <laughs> well, well. Yes. He's also Jocko yes. Dundee and the Wizards, but uh, yes, yeah, so I was gonna oh, say he's a wizard and taxi driver. I saw. He's also in hardcore with the Jersey <laughs> Scott kids. You want to check that out? I, saw I, don't, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, going off of what you were saying, Jamie, it, it's nuts to think that Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein came out in the same year. Oh, Two of the greatest comedies ever in the same fucking year. Same director, same same uh, lead actor, too. Yeah. I saw. I saw I was well, they had nothing else to do. As I was scrolling on Facebook, I saw an interview with Gene Wilder. He was on Conan O'Brien years ago and talked about how young Frankenstein was the uh, subject of the only argument him and Mel Brooks ever had. Mm -hmm. And it was about yes. the putting on the Ritz bit. And Mel Brooks pushed back and said it was frivolous and, and everything. And uh, Gene Wilder said that he argued and argued till he was you know blue in the face. And uh, Mel Brooks says, okay, it's in. And he's like, well, why did you just put me in it? It's because... Because if you didn't fight for it, then I knew it wasn't right. And so it's kind of an interesting strategy. So when you're, yeah, when your kid asks you for something, just make him work for it a little while. <laughs> Maybe that just like your women, and the, and and your women and your women, absolutely. All right, so we're gonna, yeah, I'm just segueing left and right. God, everybody's everybody's a fucking critic in this place today. Uh, looking at some, uh, Jamie is. Mike. I Mike oh, thinks God. I am funny. We're laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> if there were rails, we are quickly oh, going yeah. off. We, there were no rails to begin this fucking thing. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No rails. Uh, so apparently, <laughs> apparently Roberto Benini has a thing for Pinocchio. And uh, <laughs> you can go a couple different ways with that. But uh, apparently, now I didn't realize he, he had already remade Pinocchio once, right? You guys were saying this while we were getting. Oh, it was one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, he did Pinocchio already. That's Is this like a this sequel, is. though? Is this like Pinocchio 2? I don't know. According to Deadline.com, Roadside Attractions is opening Roberto Benigni's new Pinocchio movie from filmmaker Matteo Garone on Christmas Day, stateside on 2,000 screens. Are they aware there's a fucking pandemic? Anyway, it's are there 2,000 screens open right now? That's what I'm saying. It's more good news for those theaters which are braving the Christmas holiday. This past Thanksgiving proved that families will venture out during the pandemic where they feel safe and head to the movies, blah, blah, blah. Uh... Having grossed $1.1 million in the UK back in August from an English-language version, the Pinocchio print will be booked at U.S. and Canada theaters versus a subtitled one. Garone's Pinocchio opened in Italy a year ago where it grossed $17.1 million, repping 84% of the pick's $20.4 million worldwide box office to date. So this is a this is a new movie. Um, Benini plays yeah. Geppetto I'm going to make time. a statement. If you get covid Watching this movie in the theater, you deserve to fucking die. Because that is the <laughs> dumbest reason to get fucking COVID. You haven't seen a trailer. You <laughs> haven't seen really it. Yeah, dire yeah. need of another Pinocchio movie. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I right. I'm just, I gotta ask. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not really. I mean, <laughs> so, I'm just. Gonna, I'm gonna. Spo- I'm gonna spoil it for everyone. He turns into a real boy at the end. <laughs> oh, Son of a bitch! Right. Now you don't have to see it. At one point, he turns into a donkey, and he's in a show in Tijuana before he goes back. Oh, maybe I do have to see it now. The new version. <laughs> of gets a facial. I was trying to see if there was. That's a, not a beard. I was trying to see if I could send, if I can piss Jamie off and see no, if it was a CG no. Pinocchio. Well, okay. see, it already looks like it's going to be better because the problem with the last one is he was in his 50s, I believe, and he decided he was going to play Pinocchio, yeah, which now made it extra him. fucking creepy. So at least if he plays Geppetto, that's like a little better. But having a 50-year-old man in tights playing Pinocchio was fucking weird as hell. I don't know if that guy is never creepy or if that guy is ever not creepy. Roberto like he's Benini? a creepy dude. Yeah, he's fucking creepy. Are you still upset about his Golden Globes uh, fiasco where he jumped all over the seats? No, that was the Academy Awards. That was Oscar, too. Oh, Oscars, yeah, for Life is Beautiful. I don't think I was ever upset about that, was I? I don't know. I'm just upset of the awful uh, Pink Panther movie he made. Oh, see, I never saw that. You see oh. Son of the Pink Panther? It was terrible. It's, it's still way better than the Steve Martin one, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, well that doesn't even that doesn't even fucking count. That thing was horrendous. <laughs> All right. Also, then while horrendous. we were while we were talking about that article, apparently Peter Dinklage is going to start in a in Legendary's Toxic Avenger reboot. Mm. Now that's something you should see in fucking theaters right there. Again, according to Deadline.com, Peter Dinklage continues to build a strong film slate in his post-Game of Thrones career and looks to have found his next big project. He is set to star in Legendary's new Toxic Avenger movie, Making Blair is on board to direct. Is that supposed to make me excited, Jamie? 
I have no idea who Macon Blair is. Okay, thank you. A contemporary Trigger Jamie. It's like, if it's not from Trauma. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be a tra- if it's Trauma doing it, and, and like if Lloyd Kaufman was directing it. Oh my god. Well, no, he wow. said it's it's from Legendary Pictures. Well, but yeah. here at the bottom here, Trauma's Lloyd Kaufman. Um, oh shit! It fucking scrolled on me. Where the fuck did it go? Right. Just... Keith scrolling. God damn it. Tra- Trauma's Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz will serve as producers. Oh, okay. Basically nothing. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the way to, they can say they were involved without being involved. Right. Yeah. They, they might put up some money just to check the Woodley. Uh, and also, Peter Dinklage is apparently in a Cyrano musical at MGM. I'm, I'm just reading all the headlines now. So, I, I got to tell you, I've never seen that guy in anything that I didn't like him in. No, you know he's good. I, I like him. Like the, I I love that movie, The Station Agent, which is like a. Oh, movie. that's such an underrated movie. What yeah. is it? What movie? It's called The Station Agent, and uh, it was before Game of Thrones. And you like it, Keith? It is brutally seven. Oh, good. Yeah. And then, and then I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah. It's a fucking amazing movie, but it is depressing as all hell. What was it? A short film? No. <laughs> God. <laughs> You know what, though? I'm more pissed that I didn't see it coming. I, I did not see that That's comment. That's what Peter Dicklish's wife said, too. Ah! <laughs> see it or feel it? Well, okay. All right. So I know one of us one of us hasn't watched it at all, so no spoilers. And I'm an episode behind myself. But are we still uh, got Rock Hard Erections over The Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... Yep. I- I can tell you, having not seen it at all, I have a rock hard erection over Mandalorian. I'm quite sure it's going to be good. Yeah, see, that's how good it is. Yeah, <laughs> these last it. few episodes, in my mind, has solidified the Mandalorian as the best thing that Star Wars ever did. Hmm. Uh, that, I wouldn't hmm. go that far, but yeah, it's so good. It's I so good. Empire, I watched Empire Strikes Back today, and it's still. Oh, it's the greatest movie ever. <laughs> Soap opera shit. See, here you go. As she comes angry, Steve. Start talking about Star Wars. Are you going on the record as not liking The Empire Strikes Back? I No, no, I never said that. Oh. I like The Empire Strikes Back, but I don't think it's such a, like, the greatest thing of all time because I never liked the soap opera part of Star Wars. That was my biggest thing against Star Wars. Even the original trilogy, when they did the little soap opera things, I never liked it. Like the "I am your father," I expected like a like the hitting your keys on the piano and then zooming to somebody's face, like giving a shocked expression. Really? Like, Steve, you hate Star Wars. That's all there is to it. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't yeah, because Steve, I, love, nope. I love I um, love Rogue One. That, I enjoyed Solo, and I love like the Mandalorian. Cop-out. Sounds like a cop out. No, it's a total, yeah. it's a total fucking backpedal yeah. right there. It's a, it's that, a sounds like a, yeah, yeah. that sounds like Bruce like Willis cop out right Star there. Star Wars peripheral universe, right? It's kind of all about that. Yes, yeah. I, I I like it when it's a little grittier. That the original, the all three trilogies can suck my balls. Um, but the peripheral stuff, I like. Wait, Jesus I Christ. I can't. You, you, all three, the original trilogy can suck your nuts. Because that's that's what you're saying right now. <laughs> yes. Come on. No. So we started the conversation. Out of the nine movies, the original trilogy are the only ones I like and I can watch. Well, You've changed, man. You've changed. Yeah. I've never changed. I, I, You've I, always I, been that way. I, I'll give you that. Just 
Empire Strikes Back at Star Wars. And yeah, Jedi. but you know, like, God, that's fucking. It, it, as good as the original trilogy was, like, I gotta say, like, The Mandalorian, I like it because it's going away from all that. Yeah, I would agree. Or at with least that. I yes. felt like it was. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not gonna say anymore, but like, I, 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 I don't know, that was the original appeal for me. But it's like, yeah, what I, not having seen the second season, the first season, what I liked was that it, it had the base of a Star Wars universe, but then mm. went off on its own. So it, right. like, it, it was like you could recognize that you're like you associate it with like, OK, somewhere in some place over here, they're doing this during this time in that universe. But then this is its own Western type story, which is cool. Right. Yeah. It's the gritty side of Star Wars. And it's awesome. I think even better than the first. Oh, it's so good. That last episode was ridiculous. Is Frankenstein? Yes, Frankenstein. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Frank. That's well. It's well done. Um, (laughs) Fuck. Fisting. Yes, all of that. All right. So, uh, Alex Trebek died. Did Luke fist Leah? We did porn. We did porn Jeopardy to commemorate Alex Trebek's life. Uh, if you have missed that episode, find that, folks, after that noise pod.com or wherever. That was entertaining. That was a good episode. Wherever you find quality podcasts. Um, but now they they named a temporary replacement. It's Ken Jennings, and he's come under fire by the cancel culture. Did you boys all hear this story? I did, but what I didn't hear this. Again? Yeah, well, it was an old tweet where he said, and I'm going to par- it's not an exact quote. I'm going to paraphrase the quote because it's been deleted now. Uh, nothing sadder than a hot girl in a wheelchair. <laughs> he needs to host every show after that. Oh god! Yeah, so they're so making fun of disabled people. They're not. Nobody's happy. And who was this? Ken- <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Mike. Exactly. I, I- why did he tweet it though? Just because he won. That's what I want to know. Is like, what was the reason for the tweet? He won a quadrillion <laughs> dollars on Jeopardy, so they can't accuse him of being ignorant. <laughs> oh. So I don't know. I, I, that's my take on it. <laughs> yeah, it's all fucking stupid. And you know what? I can't wait for the day somebody grows the balls to just be like, you know what? I said it. It was a long time ago. Go fuck yourself. Kind of yeah, like what Kevin Hart did, but he did end up like backing out of hosting the Oscars, but he did it while flicking off everyone who was giving him shit. Yeah, he, he did it, but he never really apologized that I know of. No, because he said, he goes, I apologize once for it. I'm not going to apologize again for it. He goes, that was a long time ago. I said some stupid shit. I'm not going to apologize again. And I give him a lot of credit, but he did end up dropping out. I wish he would have stayed on and just ate fuck the Oscars that year. Yeah. But now... um I, that Ken was, Jennings that was is Ricky the perfect post. job, you know. Oh, I fucking loved him. But I, I cool. to me, it's like you know, you have a whole series of comedians right now that basically say fuck counter uh, cancel culture, and I think Bill Burr is a great example. I think Dave Chappelle is a great example, and these people, mm-hmm. you know, they they just say whatever they want to say, and they're and quite frankly, they're cashing in on the whole idea of cancel culture, and they're making their acts better because of it. So, yeah. um. So there are people saying "fuck it," you know. Yeah, you said Dave Chappelle. And I was watching a, I was watching a podcast um, recently where they were talking about how all of these cancel cultural warriors at colleges were writing letters to comedians, and one of them had said, "You know, you can be edgy like Amy Schumer without being 
um, over the top. And uh, Bill Maher pointed out one of his favorite things she ever said was, I used to date Hispanics, but now I prefer consensual. And I thought that was the funniest thing. I, and, and it's like, so like, how can you say that she's not edgy? Like when she says something like that, it's like if a male comedian said that, oh my God, his career yeah. would be done. But I, I think it goes back to the point is just, is just, I think the uh, standup comedy at its basis is basically a bunch of people that see the world somehow wrong and they, they shoot their mouths off about it. So like, if you're, if you're doing it right, you can't filter yourself. You have to say how you see the world in a fucked up way. And there, it, yeah. quite frankly, cancel culture gives you a lot of freaking material to do that. So, you know, Amy yeah. Schumer, anybody else, you have lots of stuff to work with. Really, in, in a way, if, if it was a movement that had any real merit and it was an idea whose time had come, like all the busting on it you could possibly do, I mean, it wouldn't be funny. Mm-hmm. But this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it so funny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and really, is there anything sadder than a hot chicken in a wheelchair? I don't know. <laughs> 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 if you can't Steve fucking Taylor laugh, not like, like in Star Wars, Wars with you, you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if she's rolling around going beep bop beep bop, then that is kind of all right. All right. It's kind of fucked beep up. Beep bop beep bop means no. <laughs> all right. If something funny, you just need to laugh at it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. <laughs> that was still oh, one of my favorite SNL skits. One of my favorite yeah. SNL skits so it was when uh, Charles Barkley was hosting and they were doing a Star Wars um, scene and he was playing a Jedi and he couldn't understand why everyone could understand everyone. Like a droid would beep, a Wookiee would make a sound, a different alien would make a sound and everyone would laugh. He goes, how do you know what everyone's saying? It's like, how the fuck? <laughs> and it's, it's like that in all science fiction. It's true. It's fucking, it's, it's goddamn funny. Okay. Okay. Wookies have big dicks. So I'm scrolling. I'm, I'm I'm scrolling through the entertainment headlines, and so uh, everybody on this podcast knows that I, along with Pete and Steve, are Chicago Bears fans. And as mu- as much as he was an enigma, I l- absolutely loved Jay Cutler because he did did not give a fuck what anybody thought. So I just see this. Jake, this is from BroBible.com. Jay Cutler is a savage. Spends holiday weekend chilling with woman his ex-wife fired. So how was your holiday weekend? I bet it wasn't as good as Jay Cutler's was. Cuddy spent his Thanksgiving weekend hanging out with Shannon Ford, a woman who his ex-wife fired on her reality show, Very Cavallari. Cutler shared an Instagram video of himself sipping wine at 167 Raw in Charleston with Ford and some other douchebag, who knows, with the caption, Oyster and Wine. So... Oh, he's gonna fuck! <laughs> oh my god, I just love the fucking pettiness of of doing that shit. I just, uh, it's just, it's pure color, pure fucking. Keith, you never done anything petty like that. Come on. No, no, have I? Have I? <laughs> uh, I think. Really? You think Chris Petty did? <laughs> by, by the way, folks, there was a uh, episode Petty Anger. Find that on fthatnoisepod.com. Nice. <laughs> that was that was another good episode. We don't need to rehash here by any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, uh my name is Frankenstein. Yes, it is. Just for good measure. 
Yes, it is. So we were talking That's about better. as now we are entering fucking month eight, going on month nine of this coronavirus attack, whatever you want to call it. Uh, limited businesses running and uh, quarantining and all that other shiznit. Uh, so Zoom and you know we we use Microsoft Teams here on our. To get, to get together all of those web conferencing things have it's it's done it's open doors to things that normally wouldn't be on the internet for i'll use mike your masc uh um organization that you are uh putting on live play reads over zoom um so that's obviously an example of a good thing so that you the the arts are still being expressed one way or another even though you, in most places you can't go to a theater Mm-hmm. So, is there anything that hasn't been zoomed that you think should be zoomed? And you can't say porn because I got. Oh well, that, there goes my first three choices. Well, my opinion is is that live zoomed porn would be very disappointing. Well, most regular sex. Oh no, I think I think. It's- <laughs> well, it might not funny as hell. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It'd be absolutely fucking hilarious. Because everybody, every guy would be sitting at home saying, they're just like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Some guy's face all contorted while he's prem the gods out of it. Oh, oh, oh. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy's totally jacking it. It looks like a goddamn stroke victim. Come on, it's hilarious. <laughs> stroke victim, he said. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that those long scenes were edited. The stroke victim. <laughs> so, or, or maybe the other right, like the other side of the coin, is there anything that you think shouldn't be on Zoom that should just be like locked in a box until we get back to normal? Um, everything should be in Zoom. I want to stay in my pajamas for the rest of my life. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't. Here's here's one thing. I don't like live music on Zoom because the audio sucks. The audio mm-hmm. just fucking sucks ass. Like I have nothing against you know bands getting together and doing shows for fans and stuff like that. It's great, but like the audio just sucks. Yeah, it's like setting up a camera in front of a movie theater screen and being like, it's like being at the theater. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on that vein, I think also like I think celebrities doing things like readings and stuff shouldn't actually be on Zoom. I feel like I feel it's the equivalent to me of of when famous actors do voiceovers. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's like I don't, I just don't think that they should be they they have all these opportunities regular time to be in movies and TV shows and stuff. Like everybody everybody else and their brother is doing it, you know, they're they're trying to cash in on that. I feel like they should just take the time off and go live in their mansions and then wait till the, it all ends. I don't know. Wow. Bitter Mike. Yeah. No, I, no, not bitter. Not, not really. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. Bitter, but it's really not what my intention was. It's just, it just kind of sillied me. Just getting my narrator voice ready for tomorrow. Bitter, <laughs> hey. Go ahead. You want to give a free plug for what's going on? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's tomorrow's a rehearsal, but right, a right. week from Thursday, uh, we're going to be doing a private Zoom reading of The Big Lebowski. Um, which nice. is going to yeah, it's going to be pretty good. Uh, you heard about this, Jamie? It's pretty good. Um, oh, yes, I have. I have. Yeah, and uh, you know, um, 
it's a, a bunch of people that we've been using for the readings already. And it's, it's one of these once in a while we do, uh, we step away from original plays and we're doing uh, established works. We did Reservoir Dogs a few months ago and we're going to do the Big Lebowski. And we have a really great cast from all over the country and uh, it's going to, it's going to be king. So um, yeah, I don't know how to plug it, but if you're on my Facebook page, the thing will be going out soon, but no, Mike, I forgot to ask, is there a way for people to look up past Zooms? Yeah, if, well, if they were if they were broadcast on Facebook, which are all the original plays that, you know, we can put up there, um, that's on the uh, MASC Players page. So if you go to Facebook and, and search for MASC Players, um, you'll, you'll definitely go to all the past plays we've done. So we've done, a, I think we've done something like 12 of them now, 12 to 15. So, uh, yeah, you can check them out. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are shit. No, they're all good. <laughs> Cause I, I gotta say, I've been a part of a few of these and Jamie's performance as nice guy, Eddie from the reservoir dog reading yeah. was one of the best out it, of it any of them. That was amazing. Unfortunately that I have that taped but that one's not actually on the page only because it's we don't have the rights right. to it but we don't have the rights uh, to it yeah but uh but but you know and he's been in a couple other ones too and so some of you other guys and the really good stuff really fun stuff everyone always has fun and it's always fun to do like the talkbacks after too because people get drinking and say some weird shit it's almost it's almost like a quarter funny as half that as half that noise you know <laughs> yeah all right. So yeah, so check so, it out. Anyway, I can't think of anything positive or negative with Zoom. I I think it comes in handy. It's it's nice to have meetings. It's I I do like that I can mute my mic or, or like oh I gotta turn off my camera and just go and prime the gods out of it if I want to or something. I <laughs> make sure your camera's on. You remember yeah. to turn off the video. You're good. I know. Well, that's right? the thing. To me, that's the best part of it is how many people have been caught priming it. Amazing. Like that makes it worth it. 100%. Like, well, is, is anyone experienced, uh, you know, in their, in terms of like through their work or anything, work meetings, like where they've caught something that they weren't supposed to catch. Like it doesn't have to be like someone priming the gods out of it, but like if somebody, <laughs> you know, catches, I, I give you an example. A buddy of mine is having a meeting with the top executives in his company to go over financial statements for the year. And all of a sudden upstairs, his daughter misses a step um, and like comes crashing down the stairs oh, so. like, trying to run down the stairs, end up breaking her ankle. And they heard the, they could hear the whole thing. And he's like, um, excuse me, but he didn't mute it. So he goes upstairs and he's, she's screaming and the whole thing's going on. Oh shit. And, uh, and he comes back and he goes, um, and they're like, yeah, you have to go. So they all knew it. And uh, all the top people in this company, you know, anybody I, you know I, I have caught something like that. I, my buddy uh, was doing a uh, concert. He, he does harmonica, and he was doing a harmonica concert. Sure. And my and Michelle sure. and I signed on, and <laughs> right away before he got on, there was some other guy there, <laughs> and this guy all of a sudden like put his put his harmonica down. He goes off screen. You could hear crystal clear. He goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and we were howling and he was yelling at a cat <laughs> and it made it even funnier I'm like oh this guy <laughs> so, pussy is loose on zoom 
<laughs> so stuff like that is is pretty funny. Yeah. The only the only one I've ever seen is it was one of my son's virtual classes, and my son, for those of you who don't know, is in kindergarten. And one of the girls in his class was just knuckle deep in her nose, just picking away. <laughs> and she was going at it forever. And then you hear a parent chime in. Do we have to keep watching the girl pick her nose? And I was like, I was dead. Oh my God. I was wetting my pants. <laughs> oh, the poor kid. Oh my God. Because no, obviously her parents didn't say anything, teacher didn't say anything. And she was knuckle deep for like good four minutes. It was I was unbelievable. I'm just staring in disbelief. No, I, I think it clicked away before she did. If she if she did eat it, that was a fucking Thanksgiving dinner right there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's good times. It's good times. Like one of these little kids puking right right there on the Zoom thing. I'm oh, that had to have happened. That has to. That's had to have happened. My name I would love to hear horror stories from Frankenstein. From that, maybe that's from teachers. Like, like imagine all the high school kids that have been zooming. You can't tell me no one has like shown the dick or like done anything like that. Yeah, you know, what? It had to I, have. Me, I, you think it would, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the millennials <laughs> these days, I, they don't do anything fun. They're also no, crazy. dude. These these kids have Stupid. cracked how to fucking fake that you're there. And that yeah. you you and record a video of yourself just kind of like doing like little movements in front of your camera, and then you set that as your background, <laughs> and then you just fucking walk away, and no one could tell the difference. Well, our neighbor, our neighbor is a, a, yeah, she's a counselor, and she said that what some of the students were doing was taping the Zoom and then trying to piss off the teacher to where they swore, and then they would get the teacher in trouble. Oh, jeez! I was like, "That's fucked up, man." That's low. <laughs> that takes some balls. It's it's one thing to like be a complete smartass and just want to see like a teacher just lose their shit, but there's another thing to do it with the intention of trying to get their ass fired. Right. Yeah. Kids don't give a shit, yo. Like Unless that teacher sucks. Remember we were in uh, in high school and some kid in study all threw a battery at the teacher. Oh, who did that? You remember that? No. Huh. It was maybe it was junior high, but it was like it was like it was the same room where Jamie had jumped up on the desk that time when the teacher left. No, oh, that's high school. I do remember that. It was in high school. Oh, it was like, Andy Pence mm-hmm. was throwing a battery across the room at somebody, and it hit the teacher in the head. Because I remember wow. I was sitting near the teacher, and she went oh, and like grabbed her head. Oh, I was yeah. like, what the fuck was that? Somebody oh. he threw a battery across the room and smacked her in the head. It was a humanities teacher, the short one. Greisinger. With long hair. It was Mrs. Greisinger. Which one? Greisinger. Greisinger. Yep. Yeah, hit yeah. Greisinger in the head. And now she's that like, you say ah! that. Now that you say that, I remember that story. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> oh, I laughed my ass off. He he was trying not to laugh because he could tell that he was in so much fucking trouble. Yeah. But it was funny as hell. But I mean, you know, so kids, a lot of kids aren't thinking about that. I'll tell you what, like we were doing like the parent teacher conferences for, um, for Isabella and you're, you're like going class to class, like, and then they switch off, you go to the next one. So it gets pretty like routine and tiresome after a while. So we're there and, uh, uh, Carrie goes on there and, uh, they go into this class and she didn't realize her mic was live and Isabella is in a new school and she goes, Oh, there's so-and-so's parents. You were telling me about him or something. 
And <laughs> it turns out she was live and they said, um, you know, Mrs. Burdick, you, your, your mic is on. You might have turned off. And Isabella was absolutely mortified. Oh, she didn't know oh, I could imagine. It was just, yeah. It oh. just blew her a night. That was that was a tough one. Don't. Look at Doghouse after that shit. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's uh, shell house. Let's go. Uh, let's go uh, around the horn here with uh, what we're uh, watching, listening, reading, anything. Uh, start <laughs> with horn. no, no. <laughs> obviously, the Mandalorian, but <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> we'll start with we'll start uh, with you. Okay, James. Go, James. <laughs> uh, what did I see recently? Okay, not counting Mandalorian. I did see, I was telling Mike about this yesterday. Uh, saw on Showtime, they're airing a documentary on Belushi called Belushi, um, which was fairly good. I thought it was decent. I was telling Mike I wanted more discussion about his movies just because I'm a big movie nerd and I wanted to hear more about. He did this one trunked movie called um, Old Boyfriends. So I wanted to hear more about that. They didn't even discuss it. So um, they mostly they focused a lot on his drug addiction which is i don't know i would have liked more about his career i guess but which i was thinking it was about so good that's, that's sort of what they did with wired remember that it wasn't a documentary but remember yeah. they, they when they not the book but uh when they made the, the movie, movie with yeah, yeah the one with the commission yeah yeah, yeah. it was like all about the drug use more than anything and you wanted to get you felt like you could get an inside look in something you knew about yeah so i mean it's still good i still liked it um, it, what was interesting about it is that they actually have audio clips of people talking. So you got Chevy Chase and Harold Ramis and, um, you know, I think Christopher Gass. There's a bunch of people that they discussed and they interviewed and Ivan Reitman and, and so forth. So a lot of that, J- J- Jim Belushi's one of them on there, too. So that was interesting. I thought that was kind of neat. But overall, I thought it was good. It's worth checking out. And then um, I saw I, I know this movie's like two years old now. I, I'm a big horror movie nerd, so I've seen every fucking horror movie, and things don't bother me. This is the first horror movie that scared me in decades. I actually watched a movie called Hereditary. Oh, I saw that. Oh, Did you like dude. that? Great movie. Holy fucking shit, that movie. First off, it's like ordinary people if it was a horror film. I mean, it is so <laughs> depressing and sad. Yeah, Tony Collada is fucked up in that movie. Okay. Fuck Meryl Streep, man. Tony Collette is the best working actress out there. She is so next to my uh, girlfriend Jodie Foster, but mm. she is so fucking. You're a lesbian? Uh, no, she's not. I, I refuse to believe that she wants. <laughs> she made a movie called The Beaver. Come on. <laughs> I know. Hereditary. Um, <laughs> my name. Really good. Is Frankenstein. Yes, and I I highly recommend Hereditary. However, I know a few people that don't like it, and I can see their complaints on it because it is a little slow-moving. It is, is. I think, a little over two hours long, and the movie does shift focus from this main character to a different character, which is a little odd, but I was... That movie scared the shit out of me. At one point, I paused the movie... And went upstairs to, and to grab something to drink, and I wasn't even thirsty. And I have a fucking refrigerator down here anyway, so I had no reason to go up there to get something to drink. And I, that movie scared the piss out of me. I, I thought it was great. So, yeah. real high recommendation. It's that's on Amazon Ooh. Prime. When the um, 
when the I'm not going to give away what happens, but the boy and his little sister are driving home, driving from the park. Oh my god! And the and the and the event happens. I was just like, whoa, <laughs> the fuck! Oh. But the the, 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 the aftermath. Uh, the pace of that movie, I would call trudging. It's it, it's like a hot chick in a wheelchair. I, I, I don't think it was that. I didn't. It, I was so engrossed by it; it didn't bother me. And uh, Gabriel Byrne, another another great actor you don't see much of, and he was so good in that too. I I can't praise this movie enough, and I'm probably building it up. So, I'm uh, show oh no, it's up. it's worth the praise. It's great. Yeah, it was really good. Right. Pete, how about you? Um, yeah, just Mandalorian this week. Um, anyways, things to keep out of Zoom surveillance software. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All their awesome little work statistics that they post uh, for you. It's great. Oh, yeah. I saw that, <laughs> well, Microsoft is going to do that with Teams where they'll be able to report to your boss how productive you are. Like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many people are fucked. Yeah. It's yeah. like Big Brother's watching you. <laughs> well, you know, James, if you're just doing what you're supposed to be doing, you don't have anything to worry about. Okay. Yeah, what the hell fun is that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, same. <laughs> Nobody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Exactly. Uh, uh, Steven? Uh, um, <laughs> been watching Mandalorian, been watching Star Trek Discovery. Um, haven't been watching Star Wars movies. Of course. And I have been reading the script to the Big Lebowski. So. Ah. That's that a, has been my that has been my last few days. That's a long fucking script. I watched the movie. It's a long fucking script. Yeah. It's like I'm doing the opposite of what I used to do in high school. I'm reading the <laughs> I'm reading the book instead of uh, watching the movie. <laughs> All right, Michael. Um, best thing that I watched in uh, was uh, I was going to bring it up last Monday. We ended up uh, deleting the show, but um, uh, Class Action Park. Is uh, documentary about Action Park down down here uh, near New York in New Jersey, and uh, I was talking to Jamie about this yesterday. I don't. Do you guys remember Action Park? I remember the. Commercial. I remember that shitty movie Johnny Knoxville made. Yeah, well, yeah, he made something there, didn't he? But he, um, they actually had this park, and I didn't realize until I was watching the documentary that they used to play the commercials, even though it was 45 minutes from New York City, they used to play the shitty commercials up by us in Rochester. Yeah, I remember the commercials. Oh, really? Yeah, they'd have this, like, really crappy, like, graphic that would come in, like, on a wave. It would be, like, action park. And there's, like, water slides and go-karts and shit. And I always, like, wanted to go <sighs> and see it. But uh, uh, it, it was basically the premise of this was a guy from Wall Street had failed at Wall Street, and he had gone uh, to New Jersey and bought a couple of ski slopes. And he built the most dangerous rides that he could possibly think of. Uh, and he had people that were like 15, 16, 17 years old designing rides for him at the park as well. And he had like like an example is a big tube looped water slide where you you go down on a big uh, decline and you actually do a loop like a roller coaster. And the first people that they sent down, he would give them a hundred dollars. They were they were employees of the park. He'd give them a hundred dollars to go test it, and like people would be losing their teeth, and like oh, that's amazing. And it, you know they'd come out like all bloody, but they'd get their hundred bucks, and um, it was just nuts. And he had like insurance in the Caymans, 
So when he got sued, like he would just keep going and it, it, it was like uh, people died and it, it was nuts. But it, it, this it, it's called Action Park and they make this documentary class action park with all the employees. Yeah. Sorry, I was I'm trying to, you're playing the you're playing it. So I was trying to pause it so that I could start it when you stopped talking. But go ahead. Yeah, but I never stopped talking. You should play it. It's good. And and those commercials do those commercials do nothing to tell you what that park is. Like it's it's incredibly funny, um, but scary too. So where was so you said it's on? It's on HBO Max, right? Yeah, I think it's on HBO Max. Uh, my friend who actually worked there for a summer, he like actually bought it, and we watched it in his backyard a couple weekends ago. Um, it's pretty great. Well, that's so Keith. Uh, let's see. Um... I've just rewatching a bunch of shit, really, and I watched uh, Logan Lucky again the other night. Uh, I like that movie. That was good. Yeah, it's funny. I think it's it's under. I think Adam Driver's underrated in that movie. I really do. I think that it's it's a really good performance by him. Daniel Craig too. But uh, I agree. Yeah, no, I've got his fucking mind in that movie. <laughs> when they're when they're doing the, I, I hate to give spoilers. When they're doing the 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 deed or whatever, and uh, Adam Driver's appendage, uh, <laughs> fucking lost my shit when that happened. Penis. Um, yeah. Yeah. Penis. Yeah. So that's uh that's about it. So thank you guys. Thank everybody for joining us. Do you guys hear the Don't outro forget. this time? Oh yeah, I can hear. It. I can hear. It. Don't forget next week when uh, Ron Jomokowski battles the octopus. This has been episode 46 of F That Noise. Head over to FThatNoisePod.com and keep up with all the insanity. FThatNoisePod.com. 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 That's pretty much it. My name is Frankenstein.